The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie, uh, I saw something that uh, made me think of uh, you're, you just a little bit. Um, not that you would ever do this or anybody on your daughter's team, but a, a Virginia assistant girls basketball coach was fired uh, because video surfaced of her not doing anything nefarious or Ill- illegal, but of uh, impersonating a 13-year-old junior varsity basketball player on her team and even participating in a game. <laughs> <laughs> Arlisha Boykins, 22 years old, apparently took the court for Churchland High School in Portsmouth, Virginia, uh, for a game against the Nansamond River Junior Varsity team. Uh, the player she was impersonating apparently was out of town for a club tournament. Um, the player's father said this coaches always preach to the kids about integrity and these types of things. So I was just shocked. Uh, the student's father also stated his daughter isn't planning to return to Churchland high school next school year. Uh, in addition, he hopes the family receives a formal apology from the school. Uh, there was an investigation by the school they uh, conducted a meeting of both the junior varsity and the varsity girls basketball teams. In that meeting, it was then determined that both teams wouldn't continue playing this season. Well, that's disappointing. Um, uh, Ms. Boykins is also no longer employed by the school. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean, you would think like the other four players on the court would go, that's Coach Boykins out there uh, thinking that she's like uh, Sarah from, you know, down the street. Sarah's playing in an AAU tournament and can't can't play for us, so Coach Boykins is going to step in for her. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, like the head coach didn't notice? <laughs> head coach probably signed off on it, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know about needing a formal apology. I just think I would quit the team. <laughs> just right. you just probably just better just move away. Surely somebody would have already apologized, right? I mean that that seems uh, that seems like hey, we're sorry that we have an idiot for an assistant coach and an even bigger idiot for a head coach yeah, that would yeah. put her in the ball game. Like okay, it's one thing for somebody to suggest, hey, I'll do that. But, you know, it's like, I'm all in, coach. I'll do that. You think you can get away with being a 13-year-old? Oh, yeah, sure. I'll pull my hair back. Nobody will notice. <laughs> Goodness. Nobody noticed that I'm wearing Sarah's jersey. No, no, no. I wonder nobody, if she had the lingo wears. down. Oh, that would be, I wonder that would be they, pretty. Yeah, I wonder uh, if, if the reason that they found out it was her is mm-hmm. because she didn't say like after every sentence yeah like you know that i'm really not sarah right (laughs) (laughs) this is so sus (laughs) sus yeah sus that's that's a that's a new word too well it's a it's a current current word amongst the amongst those the the likelies right Mm -hmm. okay uh this this is this is a little scary for him because it's been quite some time since he played, but uh, Tua Tagovailoa is still in concussion protocol, and uh, he is not going to be able to play in the Pro Bowl 
flag football game. Uh, do you really think he's still in pr- protocol? Or do you just think they're saying, well, he's had a bunch of concussions. It's probably, it just doesn't make sense for him to go do that. I don't know. According to the, according to a report, he's not experienced any setbacks through his process, but they're, they're still being deliberate as he meets with multiple doctors and specialists. He had several concussions this season, and there are some that speculate as to whether he should retire. And, uh, and even come back next season. Uh, so there, there's discussions with the coach, the GM, his parents. Um, he's just, like I said, just 24 years old. Um, but man, that, that, that is scary when you think about it, that here we are, you know, four or five weeks later. Again, I've never had a concussion that I think lasted that long. I mean, some people think that I'm brain damaged and there's probably, there's probably some truth to some of that, you know? Um, but in all seriousness, I mean, we're talking four or five weeks since he got last concussed. I mean, and it was obviously it was severe, but, uh, it's scary when you think about it. Um, extremely scary. It puts the game of football in, in real perspective, you know, when a guy, can't go participate in a, in a pro bowl because of that. Yeah. I, so. I, I just think they're being careful with him at this point. He probably is still, sure. still not technically in protocol, but they're just taking care of him the best that they can at this point. And I'll be honest with you. If I, if I was his parents, I mean, this, this would be hard, but man, I would be pushing, I would be pushing my son to hang it up. I mean, just, you know. it just feels like already that, he's headed for life after football with some sort of issues. Yeah. I, I could be totally wrong on that. I'm the farthest thing away from a doctor that there is, but it just, I mean, we haven't seen people go through what he went through, you know, very often. And we still see guys that are after football having all sorts of issues. Yep. And so what he went through in that and I mean, in that two or three game stretch where, you know, he was out against Buffalo and then I can't remember the, the next game where he got whipped down and that's where it got really scary and ugly. And, and, and now he's he's back in a few weeks later or four or five weeks later, whatever it was. I mean, it's just and then he's dealing with it again. I just <laughs> man, I, I would. I know he's he's talented, and I know he's young, and I know he's getting, there's lots of money for him to make playing that sport. Moving forward, man, I just think he needs to walk away. Yeah, because what's he going to be like thirty years from now? Of course, but you don't you don't think of that. No, you know, I get 20, I get it, and I've said a million times before, and I'll say it again. I'm glad. Uh, I love the sport of football. It's a lot of fun. I love. I mean, I enjoy the violent part of football as well, just like most football fans do. A good hit is really cool to see, all the above. But I'll tell you, I'm glad I have daughters and not sons because it would be hard for me to tell them I don't want you. I'm not going to allow you to play football with me loving it as much as I do. But at the same time, I wouldn't want them to. Yeah, uh, six thirty-eight this morning on the morning drive. Well, my. Uh... My, my quest and goal and thought that Sean Payton was going to be the next coach of the Dallas Cowboys is not going to happen. Jamie, he's uh, 
he's decided to head west and not wait on Jerry anymore. And uh, he's uh, going to be employed by the Denver Broncos. So that seems like um, a, seems like a good fit. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting, right? Um, because and look, not teams don't stay on top of things forever. Um, although I'm sure to some fans uh, that aren't Chiefs fans, and there's there's plenty that are gonna that that are gonna hate on them or hate them, and it, and it's it's understandable. It's just the way it is, and. You know, they're not going to be on top of the AFC and the AFC West forever, you know. Um, and and Sean Payton has a, a great – well, has a Super Bowl winning quarterback in, in Russell Wilson. Can he get him back to that level? Hey, he wasn't and they great have enough this year. Work? Yeah, no, not at all. And can, can and, they, and they gave up an awful lot for him. And they gave up an awful lot for Sean Payton. So, will, will they have enough – will they have enough draft choices to – cobble something together to to put together a team because when you go and hire a guy like Sean Payton when you go and get a quarterback Russell like Russell Wilson it's just like what the Broncos did with Peyton Manning they don't get him to go win a division or make a playoff game or quote make a deep run to the divisional run. no they they do it to to win a Super Bowl and he's doing it in one of the trying to do it in one of the tough divisions of football your daily dose of sports and fun this is the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 presented by cantex roofing and construction today is february the first it is the first wednesday in february first day of the month 2023 in february with the stay in sports history here is jeff mcguire that's right because it's the first nobody gets pulled over today right they don't have to worry that's about their right. quota. Yeah, they that's got plenty right. of time to hit the quota. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That, mm-hmm. That's yeah. how that works, right? It's, 19- a, it's a new day, right? If you didn't hit your deal in January, you started a deficit. So good luck to everybody. 1914, Chicago White Sox and New York Giants play a 10-inning 3-3 tie in Cairo, Egypt in an exhibition mm. Major League Baseball game, part of a special 56-game world tour. That would be cool uh, to uh, be in Cairo and see one go. They probably angle the field so you don't hit one off the pyramid, right? No, I think that's exactly what needs to happen. I think you uh-huh. need a pyramid monster in left field. <laughs> there could even be the point where if you, you had to clear or go around the uh-huh. pyramid, if it bounces back into yeah. play, it's a live ball. Yeah, I think I'd even yeah, be in favor of going like uh, Houston's Minute Maid Park idea where um, – You have to run up the pyramid to get you ball? Like, you know, there was a hill in center field and a flagpole. Yeah. I mean, you have, to pl- you have to run up the pyramid, yeah, just for that one right. time. Exhibition. Yeah. A pyramid is in play. Pyramid is in play, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. When they have the uh, meeting at the home plate, ground rules. 1950, Green Bay Packers founder, player, and coach Curly Lambeau resigns after 31 seasons and six NFL titles to his credit. Okay, so if you've never Googled Curly Lambeau and read his Wikipedia or just read anything about him, very, very colorful guy, very flamboyant guy. Um, Kind of had some activities that you would go, eh, that really wouldn't fly today. But it's he he's he it's worth the read. I'll just tell you that. Nineteen sixty two, Major League Baseball's National League releases its very first one hundred and sixty two game schedule due to expansion. Each team would face eighteen games between their opponents. 
1967, the 10-team American Basketball Association, better known as the ABA, with George Mikan as the commissioner, is formed and lasts for nine seasons. Its three-point shot remains a feature of the NBA. 1969, in the first start in a in his first start in a Ford, back when these things mattered, legendary driver Richard Petty wins the Motor Trend 500 at Riverside, California. His previous 92 uh, that 92 NASCAR victories were in Plymouths. Yeah, isn't that crazy? How I mean. It used to be that way, whether you're a Chevy guy or Ford guy, and now it's just it, – it, and you could tell by the body style what kind of stock car racers these guys were. And I don't know. It, it, that seems like it was when it was when more fun, Jamie. Before they cleaned it up and they tried to make it more wholesome, it feels like it was more fun. <laughs> they <Yeah>. got cut, <laughs> cut back with all the fighting and all that kind of stuff, punished guys for doing that, and suddenly it – it wasn't the car crash that we all had enjoyed it being. Right. I think it was Clay on the chat line that, that put this when we talked about this before. And if it wasn't, I, I, I'll give credit to whoever it was. It was also the introduction of the super, not the supercar, the uh, future car. That they're all driving the same car now. Sure, the engines are different. Yeah. But with all of them in the exact same body style... It's too even. Part of the fun was rooting. Even if your driver wasn't winning, your Chevy was winning or a Ford was yeah. winning um, or a Dodge was winning when they were back in it. It wasn't there was I want to say brand loyalty. There's it's now it's just if your driver's not in it, you're out. Mm-hmm. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. 1984. Hmm. American lawyer and businessman David Stern becomes NBA commissioner, succeeding Larry O'Brien. Stays in the position until 2014. What did that work out for the NBA? Yeah, he was a good one. 1992, slugging outfielder Barry Bonds signs the highest style, a single-year contract in Major League Baseball history. $4.7 million with the Pittsburgh Pirates. I think that's like couch change for Major League pitchers now. <laughs> 2014 American businessman and lawyer Adam Silver becomes the fifth NBA commissioner. So a popular day for a new commissioner in the league. Yeah, both times a businessman. You know, and he's had to weather some storms. I mean, he was Stern's right-hand man. And, you know, a lot of times when you're the guy that succeeds, the guy that was just uber, uber successful, uh, usually, usually that doesn't happen for you. But, I mean, considering that this is nine years now for him, I, th- I think in the, the league is somewhat is flourishing, although it's it's certainly had its challenges and he's had to make tough decisions. But I th- I think he's done a pretty good job, all things considering. Jamie, uh, is the league the NBA flourishing right now? Aren't their ratings well, tanking badly? Uh, flourishing, maybe maybe too colorful a word. Um, I th- almost every I wonder- decision he's made has backfired. I I I. I don't blame David Silver for this at all, but I blame the uh, the players and their, I mean, desire to, uh, I don't know, just make everything political that I, I think the NBA is in as bad a shape as it's been since the 80s. Okay, that's fair. Uh, uh, you're, you're, yeah, that's fair. You're, you're probably right. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I just I, I the last ratings I saw were were really bad. I retract my flourishing comment of uh, Adam Silver. <laughs> yeah, counselor. With it being the first of the month, we've got all sorts of stuff for the month, like canned food, mm-hmm. chocolate lovers, cherry, grapefruit, snack foods, potato lovers. Return the shopping carts to the supermarket. And National Hot Breakfast Month. Oh, nice. <laughs> National Return the shopping carts cart to, to the, the supermarket. supermarket month. Yes. Does it really need a month? Apparently it does because people still can't figure it out. Okay, people are just people who all of their belongings need something to push them around. No, I'm talking about the people who can't put the cart into the little cart hopper in the middle of the parking lot that they've got to put it in the four spaces. That's the guy I'm talking about. Okay, so they left it at the supermarket. They just left it in the parking lot without where it's supposed to go. They could take it it away from the supermarket. No, yeah, that's the guy I'm talking about. The guy who, it's all about him. The guy who doesn't stop at red lights or stop signs or change lanes without turn, uh, using his turn signal or puts the shopping cart where other people can park. Uh, it, it, hey, I do put the shopping cart back, okay? I just want you to know that. That's one of those things. <laughs> that sounds like a guilty conscience to me. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I used to push those carts, remember? That's one of those things that just feels like, I don't want to offend anybody here. But just such a telling thing about your character if you don't. 100% agree. Uh, it's also yep. national. Maybe that's totally unfair. That may, that may be Mm-mm. completely unfair. It's National Cake Pops Day, Baked Alaska Day, and Dark Chocolate Day. Ronda Rousey, 36, Harry Styles, 29, and Michael C. Hall, you know him as the lead actor in Dexter, is 52. And on this day in 1884, the first portion or of the Oxford English Dictionary, considered the most com- comprehensive and accurate dictionary of the English language, is published. Today, the OED is de- the definitive authority on all the meanings, pronunciations, and history over over half a million English words, past, present, and future. Not to be confused with Chuck Hines. And that is this day in sports history. And we sh- we should also acknowledge on this day, 20 years ago, uh, Space Shuttle Columbia broke up over Texas uh, and uh, killed all aboard, including uh, Coronado graduate Willie McCool and Texas Tech graduate Rick Husband. So uh, that was hard to believe that was 20 years ago today. It was a Saturday, the Saturday morning, and uh, just just obviously, obviously tragic. And uh, Willie McCool's parents still live in Lubbock. And uh, just extremely um, pleasant people, and he has classmates that are that remembered him and helped get that bronze statue uh, built over at uh, Hunnicky Park. There, uh, if you've never been over there, it's uh, it's really it's cool. extremely. It yeah. is very cool. It is it is very cool. All right, it uh, is just before seven. We will uh, march forward here this morning on the morning drive. Take your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Chuck, I'll just February forward, though. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too, Jeff. February forward. I like that. February forward. Right, because we can't march yet. That's in 2018. Uh, See, see, you're exactly right. February forward. Yeah, you're exactly right. We'll march forward in 30, 30 some odd days. 
How about 28? It's February 28. <laughs> this is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Sounds like it's going to be a dicey day there, Jamie, with uh, basically everybody canceling school and uh, uh, things uh, probably will, will shut down in terms of other activities and stuff like that. So do you want to be uh, extra careful or, or plan ahead? Uh, today with uh, what you've got going on because uh, it's uh, not only cold but uh, the weather is going to interfere with some things today Uh, inside there'll be uh, there'll be basketball uh, here in Stillwater tonight as uh, the Lady Raiders take on Oklahoma State we'll get to uh, that in just a second Uh, Red Raiders are uh, idle until Saturday probably some uh, welcome time off for them Um, and then trying to maybe figure out Jamie how you um, kind of take the success that you've had the last two games and determine what of it can be sustainable and what of it is like just one game only. And can you get on a little bit of a streak here and, uh, and see what happens? And, you know, you, you would, you opened up some eyes the other night uh, with a 23 point comeback and you could open up eyes even more uh, with a win Saturday in Waco, right? Oh, uh, that would be massive. And it would definitely look like you're, you know, becoming the team that you've been in years past and not just had one night where you kind of put it all together for you'd like to see a little bit more consistency before you believed, okay, this team is back and all all that good stuff. But there, you know, I I think the thing that, that over the last two games, it's it's just stood out to me. I I mean, yeah, you had a, a lead against LSU and you give up that lead and then, and then you fight back and, um, that was at a time where we didn't know what the motivation would be for playing that game, what it would be like for the team, how how much they cared about winning that game. You know, you're you're down some key guys, all the above. You just didn't know what kind of effort you were going to get. And then on Monday night, I mean, you're down 23, and it looks for all the world like they're going to thump you just like uh, Iowa State did the first time you play. And the team just keeps battling back, and and again doing that without key guys. So. Um, I, I think what you can take away at this point is that you're still playing really hard. And, you know, they like to say defense travels. Well, I think effort travels, too. And uh, if you're if you're playing hard, you give yourself a chance. I still feel like you need to be um, better offensively uh, and you still need to defend the perimeter better. Uh, and those are things that you can practice, but you can't. You can't teach effort, and uh, I feel like this team's given a lot of effort right now, so uh, that's good to see. Uh, Baylor coming off a loss on Monday night as they, they fell to Texas 76-71. to They're the 11th-ranked team in the country. Texas went into that game ranked number 10. So it's, it's not like you're going to get a layup on Saturday by any stretch of the imagination. It will, it will take a lot of uh, – effort and concentration and probably a little bit of luck uh to go with that um as well so last night in the big 12 uh there were a couple of games uh west virginia fell to tcu and fort worth 76 72 tcu playing without mike miles um so you wonder how long he's going to be out Uh, i thought maybe west virginia might get him uh but they did not and then uh, kansas taking on kansas state last night at Allen Fieldhouse, and KU wins it 90-78 to uh, over the Wildcats. Wildcats were trying 
to beat KU twice in a season, you know, basically home and away, for the first time since the 1982-83 season, which was my senior year, 40 years. So just crazy. Uh, I didn't realize that until I saw that graphic um, last night. So they uh, they move on. Uh, Kansas does tonight in the Big Twelve. You got Bedlam uh, over in Norman. Uh, both teams twelve and nine uh, going into this one, and um, you know it's probably good that these two teams don't have to travel very much, Jamie, because I think. Just the weather is just dicey everywhere. I mean, got to travel a little bit, but they don't have to get on a plane today or didn't have to yesterday uh, to do that. They can they can travel over to Norman uh, pretty, pretty easily. Uh, tonight, um, here in Stillwater for the Lady Raiders, it's, it's going to be about uh, defending the three, Jamie. I mean, kind of you can take what you just talked about with regard to uh, the men and put that basically for the women because – um, Oklahoma State averages nine threes made in Big 12 play. You, you can't give up nine threes tonight and, and win the ball game. You just, I don't think you can do that and and uh, and, and have enough offense to to overcome that. But 36 percent of Oklahoma State's offense comes from beyond the arc, and 42 percent in the paint. So 78 percent of their offense is is derived that way. Okay. And then as far that as almost, uh, Texas Tech. That almost seems like a low number compared to college basketball teams. Well, so, Texas Tech, it's... Texas Tech, the Lady Raiders, 23% of their offense comes from, from uh, three and 43% from, uh, from the paint. But for Tech, 21% comes from the free throw, free line. throw line. Okay, right. And you're, you're the and, leader in that in the conference, right? Yeah, pretty close, I would imagine, because Oklahoma State, 15%. So I was, I was kind of running some numbers last night thinking, you know, on average, Tech is, makes 14 free throws a game. It, it, yet in, in all of your wins so far this year, you've made 20 or more. So you had, you had 21 uh, in a win, you had 22 in a win, and 22 in a win. That's a big decider. So it speaks to the level of being, you know, aggressive going to the basket. Right. And, uh, you know, the, 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 the problem for uh, the Lady Raiders is in order to, to do that, I mean, you, you got to hit some threes and so other just pack it in. And the past two games between West Virginia and Baylor, Tech is 5 of 40 from beyond the arc. Uh, the last two games and some of those are contested threes some of those are threes that just didn't fall some of those are you know threes that maybe taken at uh in an opportune times but were open threes that just you know way off the mark whatever you got to find a way to make some threes tonight and you got to find a way to make uh oklahoma state miss their threes or, or defend it uh for oklahoma state in conference play they have made 27 twos conventional twos mid-range shoes and and uh, texas tech has made 33 so that's uh that's what you uh you have to look for tonight we'll have the broadcast for you at six play-by-play at 6 30 uh tonight uh on 107.7 yes fm we do have some breaking news uh looks like in the nfl as uh tom brady's retiring again 
I'm bored. Have you, are you are you seeing that? <laughs> I just I, I just saw that flash across my my screen. So um, I'll uh, I'll effort to uh, to confirm that. But you know there'd been speculation that uh, <laughs> Chef just got it out. <laughs> he does. Okay. <laughs> What did you say? What did you say, Jamie? You said you were going to effort to uh, confirm. You, I said, you, are you going to call Tom? <laughs> oh yeah, right. Yeah, I got him on. I got him on on speed dial. Uh, I was going to do that during the crash commercial message. Um, no, I was just trying to just make sure I was seeing that correctly. But uh, Jeff's saying that Adam Schefter has that out as well. And uh, uh, so Tom Brady on Twitter. Good morning, guys. Saying, I'll get to the point saying he's done right away. I'm retiring. For good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first, so I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year, so I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, teammates, my competitors, uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Okay. I, so I, there you go. I really enjoyed his his kind of humor there with the, uh, you're only allowed one of these, and I used it <laughs> up last year. Yeah. Good for you, Tom Brady. As I said, when you you mentioned it, you know, when you mentioned that he's retiring again, I said I'm bored because I can't. The multiple retirements just wear me out. Any athlete, okay? I mean, you you do it, you know, it's the right time, and and then you go away. But I mean, I, I, I get, you know what? I, I mean, we've all made decisions that we go back on and wish we could change them. So you have the right to to do it, but sometimes it just comes across as I don't know, just looking for more attention to me. And so I, I like how he handled this one. I think that's that's pretty cool. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. Hi, Jamie. Your uh, question that's been sitting on your hermetically sealed... Uh container on your desk uh, that you have uh, unwrapped for us this morning for me jeff and our fine listening audience all right so i hope you guys weren't listening to the bottom line yesterday because i'm going to use the same question because i feel like um, i want to get your guys answer as well after seeing the red raider football schedule yesterday tell me your favorite three game stretch oh i did not hear this my favorite three game stretch Okay. I think just my initial glance, uh, I'm going to go with the uh, two purple teams uh, sandwiched in with the Mormons. Uh, The Saturday game on October the 14th, Kansas State at BYU in Provo, and then the Thursday night affair in front of a national television audience at Jones Stadium against Texas Christian University. Jeff? This is hard. Because there's not a lot about your schedule I like. Um, the one thing I do like is that you don't have back-to-back road games or back-to-back home games other than your non-conference. 
So it's a, it's a back and forth, uh, pretty much all season long. Uh, you're you're breaking up some of the long road trips we've seen in the past. I guess by default, it would be home versus TCU at Kansas, uh, at home versus UCF. You've got at least. Uh, a new opponent there coming to town. You've got a rivalry game in there and a game that you should win with Kansas. My least favorite, I know this isn't the question you asked, what would be U of H, Baylor, and Kansas State back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Not because those are necessarily harder games. I hate the Houston's on your schedule, so they've got to be a part of this at Baylor versus Kansas State. You've just kind of ha- they've had your numbers. So there's my best and worst three. I like both of your choices. I also like the opening three. Uh, Tarleton State knocks it down a peg. I'm, I'm excited about the first two at Wyoming and home versus Oregon. But Tarleton State knocks it down a peg. So I'm going to go with Chuck's answer. I, I like the uh, the matchup with Kansas State and then playing on the road at BYU someplace new and then the Thursday night game with TCU. Of course, there's going to be an off week in there as well. Uh, so there, there's a buy in between BYU and TCU, but as far as three game stretch goes, that's the one I like. Yeah, I I uh, I could get behind uh, the opening two games. The uh, I kind of feel like the third game should have some kind of crescendo to it, based on your question. And uh, Tarleton State doesn't necessarily yeah. do that don't, for me. Don't you wish Tarleton <laughs> and Wyoming were flip flopped? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. Yeah, it, I mean, I I just feel like that's going to be one of those easier games, and uh, just feels like it won't be the awesome atmosphere because of that. I could be wrong. Who knows? Maybe they'll. I'll tell you come why here I don't. and challenge the Red Raiders. And I, this is a very unpopular opinion. I like the first game on the road. It's completely selfish. It gives us an extra week to get ready for game day. <laughs> and and I know it's a completely unpopular answer. Why does why does it always have to be about us? <laughs> because for well, everybody else, it's just, about can them we too. Not make it about the for team. everybody else, it's about them too. So it can be about us occasionally too. Okay, um, I well, like that. In that case, <laughs> in that case, Jeff, why don't you pick the BYU TCU Kansas? Because there's uh, there's going to be an off week after BYU, and then the Thursday TCU games may, means you'll have a Saturday off after TCU. Uh, I mean. And then you'll have nine extra days. So it, it, it's just the first game I like on the road. I like the rest of them at home. <laughs> you know, and, and I'll be honest too. I was uh, selfishly looking at the schedule, going, um, "Okay, uh, that uh, that first game against uh, against Wyoming, uh, being on the road, and uh, it won't be quite as hot, you know, uh, for us Eastsiders that day." And then, selfishly, I was looking at uh, the day after Thanksgiving and thinking, well, if my schedule permits and uh, then there's room for me, then maybe potentially I could go with the Lady Raiders to uh, to New York when they play in uh, in a uh, preseason, well, in, a, in a, I guess, in-season tournament or classic uh, over the Thanksgiving holiday. So there was selfishness when I looked at this as well, Jamie. You do you. <laughs> I was just looking at the football games. I was just looking at the matchups and games that I like and I know. think will be good atmosphere for the team and all that. I apologize. <laughs> silly, silly you for not being selfish, right? But again, 
I, I do think that I like your question and the three-game stretch of, uh, to me, K-State and BYU and then TCU. Um, is the bye week coming at a good time? Uh, October the 28th? I think it is, right? Coming off of a, a long road trip to uh, to BYU and and then right before TCU and you still have four games left. A long, so A long road trip. To BYU. Yeah. <laughs> so the flight's going to take an extra 20 minutes from if it was coming from Austin or Waco? I mean, really? I mean, <laughs> I, I, mean, it's, I they don't, I mean, it's not a, you, uh, I mean, it's, it's not a six game road swing. Okay. It's a fly right. out there Friday, fly back Saturday. No, I, I know. I know. And, Chartered you know, I mean, flight. Chartered flight. They don't even have to wait through airport security in the main gate with Flo, who's going to take 45 minutes to get the one person checked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you, when you start putting it like that, you know, um, it is uh, it is 871 miles uh, from uh, and they have Lubbock to flap to their Bravo. wings the whole way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like I said, um, it, it you know it just was. It's a it is a it is a bit of a, a road trip. I mean, it's you know it's uh, for those that are driving. Yes, yes. Yeah, it's. Uh, I um. I'm gonna tell you, Chuck. I don't know if it's a good time for the bye week or not. That's a long okay. time. Right. I don't know who's gonna be injured. I don't know who's gonna. I don't know how much momentum we're gonna be playing with. I just don't right. know. Okay. Well, we'll we'll wait for uh, that. If, uh, that. if that's okay, if that, I could hold off until like that week to, to answer that question. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Sure. No. Yeah. You sure can. You sure can. Yeah. Or even like leading up to it, you can go, Hey, is the, uh, you think the bye weeks coming up at a, at a good time or something along those lines, you know, that mm-hmm. it could be, it could be that. So I do wish yeah, but, the big 12 would schedule like the sec does where you've got that quote unquote rolling bye week where you've got your inferior opponent toward the middle of the season, as opposed to the beginning because it can act like that chance to get another, get your guys healthy so you, in a week that doesn't. You were stoked about playing LSU in the middle of conference basketball season this past weekend. Basketball's different than football. They've no. got multiple days off during games. It's not. I, it, but I would hate that. I would no. hate playing a worthless game in the middle you, of the. You also get your season. conference season to start earlier by a week. Uh, this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Although KU has been the free space on bingo, I would have loved to have traded KU for Oklahoma State. I, I agree with that. Uh, I would be uh, all on board with that. Uh, I like the schedule this year. We have family seats, and I usually get the first game of the year for my birthday, and it's always a Patsy game. This year, it's against Oregon. Okay, mm, that's not, that's very nice. Uh, Chuck was thinking that the teams still rode the bus. Okay. Uh, the Oregon game is a home game, correct? Yes, correct. Uh, somebody points out to you it's a longer trip than a home game, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> which is, which is in fact correct, right? I just, uh, I mean, <laughs> the thought that guys need a bye week, okay, after BYU because it's going to take longer to fly back to Lubbock. I mean, then it well, would. It's, it's, you... just, it's just a longer. It's just a you know. It's in the mountain air, and you know, it's some place <laughs> you haven't been before, and you know the. 
all the, you know, the, I'm, the I, nuances that go with that, you know, I feel like no, I went, a river, right? I feel like I went full on jerk Jamie there. I apologize to everyone. Oh, it's, it's okay. That's okay. I mean, we, you're, you're allowed at least once or twice or three times a show. I mean, you, you, you do you, right? <laughs> I don't think there's uh, any question for that. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Nice uh, to have you with us here this morning. We're uh, talking a little NFL quarterback. All right, Jamie. So uh, Tom Brady, I don't even think it's arguably, he is the best quarterback all time in the National Football League, right? I mean, unanimous choice, or do you have somebody else in mind? No, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Yeah. So the question is going to be is two, three, four, five, and 25. Okay. And we're not going to go through all 25, but who, who is two in your mind? Uh, I probably would go with Montana. Okay. And I, I think I would agree with you. Uh, this list that I'm looking at from Athlon Sports has Peyton Manning at number two. He played in the NFL from 1998 to 2015. And I think for these first two guys, the, the NFL that they played in, um, and it's going to be this way even for um, Montana and his era, because Montana they have listed as third. But the NFL was different uh, for Montana than it was for, for Brady and, uh, and Peyton Manning, um, just in terms of style of play. Even though it was pretty opened up even for Montana, uh, but Montana's you know statistics aren't what those – first two guys are um would you put manning then third or would you put somebody else third no i'd put manning third okay uh i'm not going to disagree how where would you put drew Brees on this list um he'd come in you know right around top five six somewhere in there okay okay uh this list has him at four um of course he took the saints to a super bowl championship and uh, maybe were it not for an injury and maybe some bad luck in the playoffs, he'd have more. Um, I, I think that I would put Elway above Drew Brees. I would put Rodgers above both of them. I, I, I don't know that I can do that. Um, I, thought, I think I, probably, I, I might put Rodgers ahead of Brees. But I wouldn't put Rodgers ahead of John Elway. I mean, what Elway did in that time period, he went 148 and 82 and one. Uh, the number of Super Bowls that he he took the Broncos to five Super Bowls, spent 16 years with them. All of his career was with Denver. He won the last two Super Bowls that he that he played in with the Broncos. Um, an MVP, a Pro Football Hall of Famer. I I, I think for me. Um, as much as it, it pains me. So you're saying Aaron Rodgers won't be a Hall of Famer? He will, but I just don't think I don't think that he's in the top five. Not in my book. Not in my book. He, I, I, I would put Elway ahead of Breeze. I could go either way on that one. I, I get that Elway has the the second touchdown, or excuse me, the second Super Bowl championship that uh, factors in greatly when you're talking about the top of the heap for quarterbacks. It feels like you have to have two titles to be even considered, you know, mm-hmm. you know, up there at the top. And so that's why I could I could slide Elway in ahead of Brees. 
Where would you put Brett Favre in this list? Top ten. Okay. He's sixth. And then they're, they're going to have some quarterbacks in this list that um, you're familiar with but didn't see play. Because for me, uh, my, my remembrance of Johnny Unitas is uh, – is as a guy that was at the end of his career, um, you know, he would he would be the primary guy uh, for the Baltimore Colts in their win um, over the Cowboys in Super Bowl five. But his his numbers were way before then. And then, you know, he would, you know, finish out his career basically uh, looking really old. Uh, but, you know, he's he's considered they have him number seven. And then at number eight, they have Aaron Rodgers. I'd probably put Rodgers up there a little bit higher. I would put Rodgers up there ahead of, of Unitas. Um, I might even put Rodgers ahead of Breeze. Uh, certainly, he's a top 10 quarterback. You can make an argument for him as a top five. It'll be interesting to see what he does now um, that Brady has retired because there, there was a lot of talk that Brady was going to go to San Francisco, that he wanted to, to go there. That was his boyhood team. Joe Montana was his guy. Um, but I guess he ran out of time, or maybe there wasn't interest there from San Francisco. But there may be interest from San Francisco with regard to Aaron Rodgers, especially in lieu of the, the news with Brock Purdy and his um, injured el- elbow and, you know, the uncertainty as to what Trey Lawrence is going to bring and, you know, the almost certainty that they're going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. There were reports or just talk that Garoppolo – possibly could have been ready for the Super Bowl. I mean, just think if if the NFC, if Garoppolo's injury had, if he had recovered just a little bit more, if he'd have been able to replace Purdy in the NFC championship game. I don't know if the game would have been different uh, because it just looked like the Eagles were the dominant team. Yeah, I don't know if the outcome team. would have been different, but I, the, I mean, the Niners would have had a much better chance. Yeah, they would have had somebody that could throw the football. Yeah, I mean, it would look different. It would look dramatically yeah. different. Again, Philadelphia where, still might have won, but. Mm-hmm. Where, where would you put Jim Kelly, Jamie, on this list? Mm, probably around 20-ish or something like that. Yeah, they they have him listed at uh, at 23. And my my curiosity would be if he had won – Let's say he had won two Super Bowls. Would he be in the top 15 in your mind? They have him at 22. Yeah, maybe. It's hard for me to have him that low for as good as he was for as long as he was. I know. I'm with you. I'm but, with you. But he didn't win a Super Bowl. 101-59 and 59 was his record. 9-8 and eight, uh, in the playoffs. Uh, one two, almost two-thirds of, of his games, and he's this far down. That, his his right. interceptions were high. He threw 175 interceptions. If we're talking interceptions uh, and Brett Favre is in the top 10, your your conversation no, no. is over. No, no. I, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just trying to make a case for him to be higher without having a Super Bowl. And I, that's 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 a – they have – this may surprise you. They have Warren Moon at 17. Feels about right. I would probably have okay. him in the top 15. Okay. I, I would not put Warren Moon ahead of Jim Kelly. No, I would put I, Kelly I, I, above Moon. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, I would, I, I would also have Kelly either, Jamie. in the top fifteen. Yeah. What, what? What did Warren Moon do to to put him in front of Jim Kelly? He played for a bunch of bad football teams. I, I mean, um, I, guess, I guess you're saying Jim Kelly had better supporting cast, which is fair. But 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not down with that. Warren, Warren Moon, uh, 102 and 101, 300, three and seven as a uh, uh, playoff record. He threw 291 touchdowns and 233 interceptions. So he threw more interceptions than Kelly. Yeah, I would put, there's no question in my mind, I would put Jim Kelly above uh, Warren Moon. I mean, to me, Jim Kelly's a top 20 quarterback. Uh, you could you could make the case um, that Jim Kelly should be ahead of uh, of Troy Aikman. Uh, I think Aikman is at uh, – see, Kurt Warner is 20, and Eli Manning is 21. I would – and Eli Manning gets credit for the two Super Bowls. That's, that's where that kind of comes into play. He should. Um, I hate to say it, he should. But I would take Aikman over both of those two guys. Nothing against Kurt Warner, but I would take Aikman over Warner. Okay, they have. Let me see where they have Aikman. I think both, both, they have Aikman at fifteen. Both those guys had really impressive supporting casts. When you're talking about Aikman or Warner, um, uh, and both are great. It, uh, I mean, it's hard. Uh, Aikman, it feels like had a longer career. And Kurt Warner did, but oh, both of them are great. It's it's hard for me to argue either way on that. You know, Warner was um, a, an outstanding catch uh, in the end zone from winning two Super Bowls. He won one. He almost won another one with Arizona. Came yeah. really, 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 really close. Yeah, that probably would have boosted him up a little bit, especially winning you know, with two different teams. Yeah. Um, Where's uh, Jamie's favorite? Mr. Bradshaw. Um, he's, I mean, he won four Super Bowls and he was really good for the, uh, he's number 18 and, and Bradshaw, I mean, he, he only played 13 years and, and his elbow did him in. We talked about that the other day. He played actually 14 years. He played from 1970 to, to 1983, but he didn't play all of the 83 season. He was he was hurt and his career ended. This has been the Morning Drive Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.